One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Now, I haven't been down there for quite some time. I was down there a few years ago. But if you know where Elfordstown is, outside Middleton, if you didn't know where it was, and you're driving through this beautiful countryside, and you suddenly see these enormous satellite dishes, you'd, you'd wonder what's there, wouldn't you? It's, it's our National Space Centre, and it's based at Elfordstown, just outside Middleton. Its proper name is Elfordstown Earth Station. And it's operated by the National Space Centre, and it's our only and most Western teleport. Rory Fitzpatrick is the CEO, and it's. Uh, I was down there a few years ago, Rory, I was looking around, and it was a lot less busy than it is now down there. Tell people about our space centre and about our wonderful facility at Elfordstown. What's its history? Good morning. Morning, PJ, and thanks for having me on. Uh, the the history of Elfordstown, well. Originally, um, if you wanted to telephone the, the States, you had a, a satellite link from Goonhilly in the UK. And I used to take the signal up to the satellite and down to the States. And uh, older listeners, my age group and older, would remember the time lag that you had when you were on the phone to America. Uh, yeah. And that was what they call latency. It was the time it took for the signal to get out to the satellite and back in. Um, and and it, it was kind of a half a second or maybe almost a full second of delay. Um, and at the time, um, the government, uh, the governments in Europe were annoyed at the Brits because they were charging too much. So they decided to set up uh, the European Telephone Satellite Company, um, which UTELSAT, and that was set up purely to build a facility to take traffic from Europe to America. And the best location in Europe for beaming stuff to America is Ireland. Uh, we're the most westerly part of Europe um, for uh, Ireland is. And then within Ireland, Cork is the most southerly point, so we can see better uh, for satellites. And within the southerly region, Cork has better infrastructure. And within Cork, Elfordstone has a, a hill that faces south, that falls away, and has a big dip. So it's a very quiet radio frequency spot. Uh, and that's the same today as it was back in the 80s. So it, it came online in 84, and so it was built in, in probably a couple of 80, 182, 83, was built, came online in 84, and operated until um, nearly 2000. 97 was when the fibre came across the Atlantic. So it became obsolete then. And we took it over, in 2010 and we've been um, operating it as a teleport to beam stuff up and down the satellite since so so what what kind of work do you do there on a daily basis Rory a lot of it it, it, like satellites 
um, they need a ground station that has telecom infrastructure to connect to the internet. So when they're beaming stuff up and down, uh, you need to have dishes that send the signal up and that capture the signal coming back down, which is what we have on site. Now, these d- dishes are mechanical, so they wear out and bearings go and all this kind of stuff. So we're, we're constantly maintaining and fixing the dishes for our clients. And we have a lot of the big broadcasters, satellite operators and owners uh, in, in Europe and uh, some Americans as well on site. Um, the biggest shift in the last couple of years really is the change over to low orbit satellites from the geosynchronous satellites right so just for people that wouldn't be aware the the satellite tv so sky tv for example if they have sky tv at home yeah. they'll be pointing at 28.2 degrees east and there's a satellite that sits or there's a group of satellites that sit and float as the world is spinning they stay 33,000 kilometers roughly out there sure. and they float, they float and you beam the signal up and down. Now the problem that's the old uh, geos and the signal takes a long time to get out and back so for internet and for voice it's, it's difficult. The new satellites which like SpaceX, Starlink and uh, Bessos's Kuiper and all these new ones, mm. they're, they're only 600 kilometers out so it's almost instant. It feels like five so uh, you can do voice and you can do everything else on them uh, and that's where our business is growing now we're getting a lot of the low orbit um, satellite operators on site So you're doing business with the likes of Mr. Musk and, and, and Mr. Bezos and all those people? Not personally but with their companies definitely Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah SpaceX is, is interesting technology. You mentioned things like you know, broadcasters and satellite so and this is a simplistic question, for example, Rory. Last Saturday night, I probably with thousands of other people watched the Eurovision Song Contest. The Eurovision, of course. Right? What a magnificent show, yeah. yeah great, great television show. And yeah. the communications hub that the Eurovision voting is. Like, yeah. would Elfred Sound have been involved now in the bouncing of signals around for that? Well, what you've got, what's, what's been a huge seismic shift is if you look at, at the older generations, my generation and older, we would have been very much passive television um, users. So yes. we switched on the TV and we, we had a signal beamed to us and we watched whatever was there. My children all watch as they're viewing. It's all TikTok, it's all um, Instagram, it's, yeah. all, it's, all, it's all dynamic media that's been delivered there and then. So you don't have any of the store and forward or blasting uh, broadcasting technology anymore. It's all point to point. Now, because of that, uh, there's been a massive shift in the way that content is delivered. So the really big guys, now you look at people like the Kardashians, the Kardashians have millions of, of viewers. They're effectively like a new broadcasting corporation um, with 35 million viewers and when you compare that to RTE or to the BBC like the BBC I don't know what they have they have maybe 20 million viewers mm-hmm. uh, and the Kardashians have 35 or 40 million so so it, it, it's amazing this sudden seismic shift that's happened in the media and in the revenues that are coming through that and this is this is reflecting right through the infrastructure so where we would have traditionally had broadcaster beaming stuff up to their satellite sitting in the single position that's on its way out there's very you know they're finished really and all the new guys are part of the wireless infrastructure that we all use every day so your mobile phone and your ipad and whatever your wi-fi connection is is how you receive your media now and and Elfordstone is a is a very important 
key part of that, right. but it's only a small piece. Right, because so stuff is coming through your base all the time. Millions Constantly, and millions yeah. of pieces of data from yep. all sorts of different providers. Yeah, so, so, and it's interesting. And, and of course, like the whole thing with space at the moment is it's just beginning to get going. Mm. Um, you know, like we, we're, we're back at the Model T um, and if you compare it to the car industry, like, we're, we're back at the Model T type yeah. of a scenario where the really, really exciting thing. And to be fair to, to Musk, he, he did landing the two rockets, uh, synchronous, uh, the, the synchronous landing with the two rockets yeah. uh, about five years ago. It was a major moment for, for humanity because it's the first time we've actually been able to operate like kind of Star Trek. You know, it, it, it was a major moment. Yeah. And, and within the next 20 years, you're going to have a human being on the moon uh, and on Mars. And, and that's, that's, again, a major game changer. People are going to go berserk because if you look back at the 60s when they landed on the moon, um, every single product, there was, you know, if you had cornflakes, they had a space angle. If you had a car, it had space fins. Everything had some kind of a space thing tied in. And when we land on Mars, it's going to be the same. You're going to have a frenzy where people will be dressing with spacey outfits. They'll be, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be quite mad. Um, you can, you, can, you can see some guy landing on Mars, can't you? And it sets his feet on Mars for the very first time. And the first thing he does is send a TikTok. Absolutely. So the big dish that we've done below, the 32-meter antenna. Yeah, I was going to get to that, Rory. When I was down there, and a few years ago now, I was down, remember, sampling space food. I, uh, mm-hmm. For some reason, I, I, I remember, remember that. Yeah, the ice right? cream. Space yeah, ice cream yeah. Yeah. But this enormous dish at that time was broken. It's an, is it working yet? No, we have we're, we're in we're working with NASA at the moment um, on trying to refurb. They want to use it for Mars communications. So that that dish is what they call a C band. So the the for communicating using satellites and stuff, they break it up into frequency bands. So C band is a very long wave band, and it's very robust. It's very good for long distance communications, but you need a really big dish to capture the signal. Mm. Uh, it's like effectively. It's like um, it's like a lens on a pair of glasses or a or a magnifying glass. Mm. So that's that's all that it does is magnifies the signal and puts it down into the building into the the systems that decode it. So what's happening right now is for Mars communications. Obviously, we're going to need to communicate with these guys when they get to Mars, and to communicate with them, suddenly big dishes are back in vogue. And at the moment, now oh, we've four or five different companies that are talking to us about refurbing that dish, and we'll do a deal with one of them. Um, over the next year, year and a half, and and we will hopefully have that as a Mars communications yeah. dish. It'll take a bit. It'll take exciting. a bit more than a than a, a soldering iron and a, and a bottle of WD forty, I suspect. But well, do you know? Do you know what's funny is you can spend as much as you like on these kind of things. Yeah. We we've we've been told it'll cost about two and a half million to get it back um, operational. Right. Which which considering it would cost thirty five million to build a new one, it's really really not a bad uh, investment. And that's why we've guys interested in it at the moment. Um, but 
but it would be such a fantastic thing. Like, if we can communicate to Mars and they land on Mars, obviously you have a time delay because of the distance. Yeah. So you are going to have, uh, it's not going to be instant communication. But saying that, there's plans to have relay satellites in between Mars and Earth that will bounce the signal on. Um, and there's, there's plans to have maybe a base on the moon that picks it up and carries it on. So there's all this kind of stuff going on. Um, it's all very it, exciting stuff, isn't it? It's it's fun. Like it it, it is. You know, at, when people ask me what I do, I do the same as everyone else. Where it's a normal business, where we have to deal with our clients, invoice the clients, do all the normal business day to day stuff. But at the same time, there is a lot of fun in some of the techie stuff that we're doing. Yeah, and and it is it is a growth sector that's beginning to to get a, a head of steam. Like just to give you an idea of the numbers, right? When I started in this 10 years ago, there were 6,500 satellites, roughly, right. in space. And that was including, half of them were American, a lot of them were spy satellites, but that was what you had. Elon Musk, on his own, has launched 2,000 satellites to date, or thereabouts, and he's planning to put up 12,000, or 20,000, depending on which tweet you're listening to, right? But he's, he's looking to put up a lot. Uh, so... And then you've got the, the Chinese, the Japanese, the Indians, the Russians. They're all planning their own systems. Yeah. And you've got five or six American companies that are planning to do the same thing. So you could have 100,000 satellites in 10 years' time orbiting the, the, the Earth, bouncing signals wow. around. It, it, it really is just mad how, how quickly it's, it's escalating. And it's a big land grab because Musk, like, he's been really, really smart in the fact that he's got his satellites into the prime position at about 500 miles out. Um, Mus, uh, Bessos is trying to come in below him so he's trying to launch his satellites and get licensing to go inside uh, Elon Musk's runs and Musk is trying to block him out at the moment so, so there's this really really big game of chess going on in space over who, who controls space effectively come here um, and it, it's going to be fascinating to watch it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, your yeah. life you know Star Trek was you know about the Vulcans and the Federation and the, you know the, 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 here we have the Musk the Musks and, and the Bezos come here to me before I let you go with all the stuff communicating and travelling through down there all the various things coming through have you ever heard something Rory come out of a speaker and you went what the hell is that? <laughs> the de- well, it's interesting. The, there is strange signals that they've been picking up on the SETI. So we met Jill Tarter. Um, she does the search for extraterrestrial life in the States. She runs a load of the big, big old radio telescopes. And they have picked up strange signals um, from deep space that they, they don't know what they are. They're, they seem to be not random uh, signals, yeah. but but they haven't been able to interpret them. So, so there is strange stuff now. It could be signals we've sent out fifty years ago that are that are bouncing back to us, or they don't really know. But but there is a lot of this stuff going on, and and over the next twenty years, with the amount of of stuff we have now listening and watching in space, it's going to be fascinating to see what we find. Do you believe something will be found one day? I don't know. I, I don't know. Like it, it's a very hard thing to to judge. Um, for us to think that we're the only people in the universe is arrogant um, certainly if you go by the statistics they reckon there should be many other civilizations out there um, but, but we've never seen or heard of one now <laughs> there's, there's a couple of theories on that one is that we're a toxic uh, globe that they stay away from <laughs> which, which is possible but, but the other one is that, is that they've either existed and disappeared before we arrived right. so 
it's a very, very hard thing to judge. Certainly, I, I would be open. It would be very exciting if we if we did find that there was life in the universe somewhere else. Um, oh, is there anybody out there? Well, yeah. actually. How <laughs> <laughs> did you mention it? How did you mention it? And, and do they have a cork accent? This is the main thing we need to worry about. <laughs> yeah. Rory, a pleasure, and keep up the great work. Work that we don't actually realise is happening. Just a quick drive down the road. That's Rory Fitzpatrick, CEO of the National Space Centre down at Alfredstown. Drive down past Middleton. You'll you'll find it. Uh, your your satnav will take you there. Just go and wonder at this these massive dishes that are down there. Um, I don't know if they open to the public for tours and stuff like that. Maybe they do. We'll find that out. But just to see what's going on and to have such incredible communication with space and the future happening 15 minutes drive from where I'm sitting. Quartz 96 FM Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.